Welcome to the Cover Crop Strategies Podcast. I'm Sarah Hill, Associate Editor. Today's program is brought to you by BioTill Cover Crops. BioTill Cover Crops provide innovative solutions to growing problems with a complete line of cover crops engineered to scavenge nutrients, improve water infiltration, stop erosion, rejuvenate soils, improve your bottom line, and keep you profitable. Call 541-928-0102 today for one-on-one local consultations and recommendations. Today, I'd like to introduce Jason Mallard, an Ag and Natural Resources agent with the University of Georgia Extension. Jason will be discussing using cover crops and soil moisture. Welcome to the podcast, Jason. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So to get us started, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, as you stated, Miss Sarah, I am a University of Georgia Ag and Natural Resources Extension agent in Southeast Georgia. Uh, I've been doing this for about six years and enjoy it greatly. Uh, prior to working with Extension, I worked with Georgia Soil and Water Conservation Commission for about 10 years as an irrigation specialist and a resource specialist, working with soil and water conservation districts on conservation efforts. Um, I am also a certified irrigation designer. Very good. So let's go ahead and and jump right in. So when we're talking about soil moisture, can you explain to us what the difference is between water infiltration and percolation through the soil profile? Yes, ma'am. The terms infiltration and percolation are very close yet different. Percolation refers to how the water moves in moves within the soil profile. Uh, coarse textured soils, uh, it'll move uh, down more rapidly, while finer soils, it's going to seem to spread out and um, and then move downward a little more slowly at a, at a slower pace. Infiltration is going to refer to the water entering into the soil profile. Infiltration, this will be influenced by soil texture, the cover we have on the soil, the uh, water content, and the type of precipitation we're dealing with. Okay, very good. So talk a little bit about how cover crops improve water quality. Well, first off, due to increased infiltration, we'll have less runoff of water. And therefore by having less runoff, we'll end up with uh, less transfer of nutrients and less transfer of sediment into our water sources. So yes, cover crops do an excellent job in slowing down any um, any contamination with water sources. Okay, so you you've given us kind of the the definition of water infiltration and what that means. Talk a little bit more about how cover crops increase water infiltration in the soil. Okay. To back up a little bit with uh, water infiltration and talk a little about soils, different soils are going to have different water intake rates. Uh, Cover crops are going to increase water infiltration in several ways. First, with a good cover crop system, there will be a good layer of decomposing cover, which is going to slow the movement of water on the soil surface. Um, This is going to allow for more time uh, for infiltration and especially in some of those finer soils, we'll have an increased infiltration rate a lot quicker. 
Second, on a good cover crop system, we'll create a healthier soil profile, which will yield increased water holding capacity. And also we have decaying roots within that soil uh, profile, which will leave channels for water percolation throughout the soil profile. And a, a healthy soil system will distribute this moisture throughout the profile. Are there any disadvantages to increasing the amount of water infiltration that can happen? A couple of things that come to mind uh, could be equipment issues such as compaction or rutting. Those could be issues which, which could come up from time to time. Uh, but when we look at the big picture, we when we have increased infiltration and increased water holding capacity and even improved soil structure along with root systems and so forth, it's hard to say we have disadvantages when we look at the grand scheme of things. Uh, it has been noted in healthy soil systems with a good history of cover crops that equipment seemed to be able to enter the field in a fairly timely manner. Uh, hard pans can hold the water uh, on the soil surface and continually having a plant growing in the soil profile is going to break up these hard pans and allow the water to percolate throughout the soil system and into the lower levels. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about the soil and water going through the soil under the soil surface. Now let's talk a little bit about water on the soil surface. Talk about um, how cover crops protect soil aggregates from impact, say in, in a, a rainstorm situation. First, when raindrops are falling, they're falling at a fairly fast rate. When raindrops hit the bare soil surface, it's like a small bomb goes off moving soil particles around. As the size of the raindrop increases, of course, this is going to be a greater impact and more disturbance. Soil particles will be dislodged and moved in some cases can be up to several feet. This is the beginning of the erosion process. And then that's followed by, of course, the, the first stage being splash erosions, which is what we're talking about as the raindrops hit the soil aggregates. And then that's followed by sheet erosion and real erosion and even gully erosion. Uh, then that's followed by deposition of depositing these soil particles where we don't want them to be, as we've mentioned before, of having issues with um, contamination and that kind of thing. But cover crops absorb this impact and slow um, to almost a stopping of this from happening. So they do a lot in protecting our soil and preventing that first stage of erosion, which is the splash erosion when the raindrop impacts the soil. Okay, I, I really like that uh, <laughs> metaphor, like, like a bomb going off when the rain hits the soil. That's a pretty powerful image. Um, so some growers might be hesitant to use cover crops, especially if they're in a, a dry land situation where moisture in the soil is at a premium anyway. What is the influence and in the, the relationship between changes in the soil moisture levels caused by cover crops and how that might impact cash crop yields. In dryland situations, having that increased infiltration and even more plant available water can mean sustainability of a cash crop through an expended, extended dry period. Uh, dry summer months where crops are in the field, uh, especially in the southeast where I am, 
many times our rainfall comes through fairly quick thunderstorm events. Uh, greater infiltration and available water will be a huge benefit uh, through the season with these with dry spells in between our rain events. And if we think back to having just one little extra rain event, um, how much that can carry us that much further through the season. But yet if we're storing that much more water, um, just think about the benefits that we'll receive through having cover crops on these fields. Fair enough. Fair enough. So um, do cover crops work to transpire water and, and how does that process work? Cover crops use a fair amount of moisture, um, although we need to keep in mind the benefit that we're receiving from covering the soil. Um, also from them breaking up hard pans and increasing infiltration. Uh, and these benefits outweigh the water utilized by the crop. Um, aside from the critical time of planting, which is a time we have to be careful, especially in a dry land situation, as we terminate a cover and plant a, plant a cash crop, that's just a time that we need to be careful and be sure, be sure that we sustain a fair amount of moisture during that planting time. But when we look at the, the overall benefit we're receiving from these cover crops through breaking up the hard pan, the, it so much outweighs the negative that we'll have from the cover crop using the amount of water they use. We'll be right back to the podcast, but first I want to thank our sponsor. BioTill cover crops provide innovative solutions to growing problems with a complete line of cover crops engineered to scavenge nutrients, improve water infiltration, stop erosion, rejuvenate soils, improve your bottom line and keep you profitable. Call 541-928-0102 today for one-on-one -on -one local cons consultations and recommendations. And now back to the podcast. Say for example, in like a low-lying area, if there's a field that tends to be more wet, are cover crops still a good choice for fields like that? Or what have you seen in your experience? I would rather say a combination of a cover crop system, um, therefore having healthier soils and living plants would be a consideration for this situation. Uh, cover crops will use water um, in that wetter situation. They'll deplete some of that water supply, but when we look at an overall cover crop system, this and having healthy soils, that water will be redistributed throughout that soil zone at a much easier pace. Uh, keep in mind healthier soil, soil moisture, again, it will be just redistributed and uh, moved throughout that profile. Uh, cover crops will use moisture, but this is not a cure-all in a really wet situation. Okay, how does the timing of cover crop termination influence how much moisture those cover crops are trapping in the soil? Cover crops will use the moisture as long as they're actively growing. As mentioned before, earlier termination can help to maintain higher moisture levels, especially at that planting time when we need that, that instant moisture when we're trying to plant. Um, Will early termination will give us some cover for early spring, but it will lessen the benefits which could be achieved with larger amounts of biomass for the long term. 
this is a situation, this will be a situation which will need to be monitored in a case by case basis. So now how does cover crop species make a difference when those cash crop roots are trying to reach that subsoil moisture? Different cover crop species have different benefits. Some cover crop species are excellent in breaking up hard pans that we deal with. Um, that's can be an area, I mean, can be a, something we see in the Southeast and maybe in different areas of the nation. Uh, but breaking up hard pans, this will allow those roots to grow deeper than they would normally in a compacted soil. So yes, they can be beneficial in plants reaching that subsoil moisture, but keep in mind, some species are going to be better than others in accomplishing this. We talked a little bit earlier about some of the negative effects of cover crops. How can some of those negative effects be uh, mitigated? I would say through like a control traffic pattern uh, would help with some of the compaction issues. And again, going back to terminating early, they could reduce the the moisture used by cover crops, yet keep in mind this comes with a reduced biomass benefit for uh, for future benefit. But uh, there are ways to work through these issues that arise. Um, but this, again, this will be in a case-by-case -case basis. Okay. So now um, we've talked a little bit about a dry land scenario versus a non-dry land. Um, does the geography influence the relationship between cover crops and soil moisture? Oh yes, definitely. Uh, issues that we may be dealing with in the Southeast compared to the Midwest or Western areas will be different in, in many cases. Uh, we're gonna have different soil textures, different types, different slopes. Um, all of this will be different in different areas. And of course you'll have a different relationship between that soil moisture and the cover crops and how one interacts with the other. And of course, um, we also may have different cover crops being utilized in certain areas of the country, but, but yes, the geography will impact that relationship. Okay. Is a monoculture cover crop or a cover crop mix better for maintaining soil moisture levels? There are benefits to, um, to having a cover crop mix in maintaining soil moisture is many times we receive different benefits from different types of cover crops. Uh, some will last longer while others seem to be to come on quicker earlier in the season and then melt away quicker. Uh, this I, just a situation comes to mind where I've recently been dealing with a legume. Um, yes, with that legume, I'm getting uh, nutrient benefits, but it's not as beneficial for maintaining a long-term cover crop on the soil. So yes, cover crop mixes um, is an excellent option to gain multiple benefits from that cover crop system. Okay. Are there certain cover crop species or mixes that are best for preserving soil moisture? Yes, uh, there are. The, the ones I would look for, if we were trying to preserve moisture in the soil, I would look for those that are going to produce the heavier biomass. And I would look for, there are many publications that are available 
uh, in different areas that will give us a guide in making those decisions to where we get the most biomass out of our cover crops. You talked a little bit earlier about uh, controlled traffic patterns and how that can help um, with soil moisture levels. How does improving those soil moisture levels impact the soil's ability to withstand uh, traffic in the field? Well, we go back to the what we've talked about a little before. Wetter soils, they can create issues with compaction. With cover crops, there's a, a benefit through continuous system of roots and the biology in the soil that's working to help resolve those issues of compaction. We have, again, the root systems are constantly uh, going down through the soil profile and breaking up those compacted areas. So they are helping with that problem. Okay, very good. So um, you kind of alluded to this before, but I, I'd like to hear your opinion on this question. Uh, have you seen that the costs related to planting cover crops outweighs the benefits when it comes to improving the soil's ability to retain moisture? Okay, this is fairly interesting. I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, going back to the geography in the southeast, uh, particularly, we do not see a huge immediate benefit with the cover crops, not a huge immediate benefit. But we have to look at this like a savings account. As we add to the health of our soil over the years, the benefits will gradually increase more and more over the time. Uh, this will be different across different regions of the nation. Uh, over the years, I have spent a lot of time working with soil moisture sensors and it's just amazing to see the difference in the way soil moisture fluctuates differently in conventionally tilled soils as compared to a soil that's had a long-term cover crop. Um, there's just like no comparison. Uh, that just shows you the benefit that you're receiving from a healthier soil, a soil with increased water holding capacity and those benefits that we're receiving from cover crops. But it does not happen instantly. It's not a one year thing. It does take some time for this system to be created and for us to receive the benefits that we will from it. So now you mentioned that there are resources available for growers to compare cover crop species. What are some other places where um, our listeners can go for more information about um, cover crops and moisture in the soil? I would say my first step would be going through our university systems. Uh, we have specialists and publications, which are a huge benefit uh, throughout the nation. I urge everyone to, uh, to work with their local extension organization. And again, this, there's a lot of resources that are available through our university systems. Great. Well, that's all the time that we have today. Thanks so much for joining us, Jason. Appreciate your time and, and expertise. Glad to be here. Once again, I want to thank BioTill for sponsoring this podcast. To learn more about BioTill, call 541-928-0102 today. For more information about all things cover crops, visit us online at covercropstrategies.com.